0: Yo, what's going on, man? It's your boy Burke.
1: It's me. Dub. What it do? What's good, I mean, brother?
0: Chilling, man. How you living, bro?
1: Hey, man. It's Friday. Word to Leah.
0: ass. Yo, welcome to another episode of the Gridiron Roundtable. Um, make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at the Gridiron Roundtable. Again, you can catch us on Spotify, Castbox, Overcast, Anchor. All those places where you get your podcasts, you can find us. So, we last episode we talked about the uh, different types of scoring in fantasy football. That was the uh, episode 101. That was the um, episode, you know, it's, it's levels to it, bro. Yes, sir. It's levels it's, to it.
1: It's levels, man. We, we talked about standard PPR 0.5 PPR. And just you know how that all works, helping you decide if your employee, your employee, or somebody you work with, somebody in your family, or friend invites you to a league, you know that episode will definitely give you some quick basics on what to expect and what to ask when you potentially join the league.
0: Most deaf, most deaf, and then you can kind of get a leg up. If you listen to the last episode, you get a little bit of a leg up on the competition. So. Um, so that was you know that was our last episode. This week, you know, I I forgot to talk about it. I forgot to touch on it last week or you know last episode. But um, the Rams made a big trade for a quarterback, and of course it was Deshaun White. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. They went and got Matt Stafford, bro.
1: Hey. The Georgia Bulldog himself. Matt Stafford. What you saw, so wait, so let's just be 100, man. You a Rams fan? How do you feel about that?
0: Um, initially I was I was hot. Uh Her? initially, yeah, yeah. Initially I was hot because Deshaun Watson was out there. And I was like, bro, y'all mean to tell me that Deshaun Watson's out there and y'all go get 32-year-old, you know, Matt Stafford. But then I sat down. You know the fantasy football mind started analyzing everything. I started analyzing, you know, the the capital that was involved. They actually, you know, read what the trade was, and you know they they gave up um, a 2022 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, uh 2021 third round pick, and then Jared Goffle. Oh man. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's not going to cut it, trying to get Deshaun Watson, because those are 22 and 23 first-round picks. They're not they're not first-round picks for this year.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a big trade. That's it's a, a big-time big trade. trade. It's a it big is. trade. Because guess what? They both helped each other. They really wanted to divorce Jared Goff. And they found somebody that'll take that cap hit and they'll take all that money that they owe Jared Goff. And same thing with the Lions. I just appreciate the Lions, just letting my man Stafford go. This has been something that they've been talking about for years. And so definitely for it to finally happen, and I think uh, it's a great situation. I think it'll be for both players, depending on what they do um, in Detroit. And I got some ideas on how that offense is going to go. But we'll save that for some future episodes uh, as far as in Detroit. But I mean, Matt Stafford is a huge, huge upgrade.
0: He is a huge upgrade. And I, I definitely um, agree with you. Um, it was definitely good that they let Stafford get a chance to contend. Um, you ready for some controversy?
1: Uh oh. Go ahead. Let me hear it.
0: You know Darius Slade to play for the Lions, right? Yeah. Did you see his tweet? Uh-uh. Bro, he was like, hey, you know, much respect to my boy Stafford. I'm happy for him pretty much. But he was like, how come they didn't do the same thing for Barry Sanders and Megatron?
1: Ooh. Damn.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, at the surface level, it seems, you know, you know where he's going with that.
1: Yeah. Um, but, Damn. you know,
0: when you, I was thinking,
1: that's deep.
0: Yeah, I mean... That's deep. So, I don't...
1: I Damn. Don't know.
0: Yeah, I peeped that. I saw that on Twitter, and, you know, everybody, you know, of course, had their own little takes on it, but...
1: Hey, man, you know, they did They did them boys dirty, and they did Calvin Johnson. Uh, they did Megatron, Super Run. They made him pay back some of his bonus. I'm like, are you serious?
0: Man, Calvin Johnson is probably the best thing besides barry sanders that happened that's ever happened to that organization yeah so damn that's deep yeah i saw that i was like you know you kind of you know when like somebody's freestyling and they hit that 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 punchline and you go (laughs) and like your
1: face grew up yeah and that was i mean it did that to me because i didn't even i didn't think about that
0: yeah, he was, he, he, he wasted no time, you know, and he ain't hold back. And I was like, God ah, damn, but hey, you know, that was a nice little take. So today, man, what we got for him, we got the, we talked about the, the scoring for fantasy football um, last week. This time, this episode, we're talking about the different types of leagues. There are a plethora of leagues. So um many. But the big three, you know, right out to the sport, word to the Celtics, big three, you got uh, redraft, keeper,
1: uh, and dynasty. Yes, sir. And, you know, those are all fun. And again, you know, we we did talk about the scoring. So Mm -hmm. when you get to your new league or when you're deciding on the league, you know, you know what you're going to get with the scoring. Now we'll talk about the different types of styles of these leagues because again you know we talked about scoring uh, helps you figure out how you're going to draft puts priority on certain players based on the scoring format the type of league will put certain priorities on players as well because you know with some of these leagues it's the long game of it and so you might you know get some stock with the young guy earlier than you may if it was a redraft and we'll talk about all of that in this pod today
0: Right. So the first one that we have up next, I mean, the first one that we have up is the, uh, redraft leave. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the first one we can cover. How, how does that work, man?
1: So redraft is every year you simply start from zero. You start from scratch. You start from, you know, without a roster and you draft a new team every year. Um, You know, and depending on the league, if you're in the same league, typically your drafts position. um, So how I've done it in the past and how I've been in certain leagues. First time you're in the league, if it's a first time league, you know, typically somebody will use a random number generator and everybody will get random spots to draft from. But Mm -hmm. for the years going forward, if you stay with that league, depending on how you finish on the year. So let's say your last place. Well, for your draft, you'll get the first spot in the draft. Now, let's say you, you know, you're like my man Burke over here and you win in championships, then you'll get the last pick of the draft. Um, so that's typically how a redraft will work. Basically, it's it's in the name itself. You're gonna just draft your team every year for the league you're in.
0: Right. Most definitely. So, like you said, man, every, every year you get a new team. Um you get a clean slate. Um, one of the pros that I've noticed, and, you know, I definitely want you to chime in if you have something that I miss here, but it ke- it kind of keeps the league even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, if you have, you know, that that brand new superstar that, you know, just breaks out uh, during the season, you don't – that person goes back to the draft pool, Um it also takes, so you also don't have to, um, game plan as much as far as the makeup of your roster, because, uh, age really isn't a factor. You want the producers, you know, at every level, every position. So, you know, uh, Julio Jones, his value is different in a redraft league than versus a keeper. You know what I'm saying? In Mm -hmm. in the dynasty. Um, and we're we're gonna to touch on we're gonna to touch on that later. But you basically draft who you want um, because at the end of the season your roster is going to reset. Um, did I miss
1: anything? Did you have something different? No, I think you hit it on the head. Like you said, it's clean slate. It makes even across the board. Uh, the league I manage. Remember the first year in that league, I think I got to the championship or lost third place. I mm-hmm. got third place, but ever since then you know, I haven't been able to do jack shit in that league. And then there's a couple of guys that were last place a couple of times. And all of a sudden this last year, they came on pretty strong. So uh the league can, I mean, well, with any of these leagues, it can change from year to year, but especially with redraft, as you draft a whole new team, uh things change.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Most definitely, man. Things do change. Um, One of the cons that I will say is that, You know, if you get attached to a breakout, you know, player on your team, let's say you have, you know, Tyreek Hill a couple years ago and he just, you know, breaks out and it's like, man, he's like the number one. Say, for instance, he was the number one wide receiver that year. Now he has to go back in the pool. You
1: Mm -hmm. know what I
0: mean? And if you want to change that, you got to talk with the league and try to see what they want to do. And you gotta if they want to put it to a vote, getting enough votes, you know, is that's 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 potentially one of the uh one of the cons that I've noticed. Did you notice any cons, man? Uh I,
1: honestly that's just the biggest con, you know. If like you said, you get the big stud player uh and you you wish in your heart that you could keep him again, but you know he's gonna be in a draft pool. So uh, let's say for an example, Lamar Jackson. Uh, last year it was his you know second year in the league and he had a big time breakout mm-hmm. i got him uh in the ninth round okay so now mm-hmm. after he has that breakout season in my heart i want to get lj again because i know he can throw and he runs the ball right now when i got him in that ninth tenth round he's now going in the fourth or fifth so you know that's you know kind of that 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 con there like you said you get attached to a player that's a breakout player and you probably got him from very little to nothing now he's going to go a little bit higher now so that's the biggest con there as you mentioned with redraft
0: oh yeah it's it's you know it's it's, it's levels to it man you know but you know, redraft, uh, basically redraft, you know, it's, it's straight to the point. You draft your team, you built for that year, you are built for that season. And then once it's said and done, you know, you do your research in the offseason and come back to it again. So um, we're going to touch into keepers next, man. And, you know, we we are in a, a well, we're, we're in some well-sustained keeper league. So how you feel about keeper, bro?
1: You know, I enjoy keeper. Um, you know, well, it just depends on the format. It depends on how many you're keeping. Because um, mm-hmm. with keeper leagues, uh, the biggest difference between that and redraft, again, redraft, it's a clean slate every year. Mm-hmm. Whereas a keeper league, the league manager and hopefully the commissioners in there agree that there's a certain amount of players you get to keep every year. Um, and I've seen it so low as one keeper, in and i'm putting quotes on the keeper i've seen keepers up to five keepers so i've played in you know a lot of leagues where you keep one person from that next year all the way up to the fifth but i do enjoy a good keeper league
0: oh yeah man me too you know um it's 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 more strategy involved and like you said you can have one or you could have you know as many as you want one five six seven eight you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. um that's going to that plays more into your roster setup and it, it plays more into how you build your team and
1: so how would you wh- what are some of the things you think about when you're in a keeper league and you're thinking about building your team or retaining players on your team what do you what are some of those things you think about there
0: so you know in a in a in a startup uh, keeper league. If this is ground, if this is ground zero, you know, mm-hmm. year one, um, age plays a factor in this type, in this type of, of format because, like I said previously, you know, Julio Jones has a different value in redraft versus keeper. So, right, right. So in in redraft, you know, he's thirty two, or he's going to be thirty two if he's not thirty two already. That's that's old for a wide receiver. That's old for football. Period. So in a redraft, that's good to have him there. But in keeper, it's going to be kind of hard because when you have him at 32 in the off season, you can make moves and you can make trades. It's hard to move on from a Julio. Um, it's hard to move on from um, who's another older whiteout. It's going to be harder to move on for DeAndre Hopkins going forward. You know, yeah. he's almost he's almost 30. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Those are the things you got to keep in mind. And when you have those, um, you, you want a good mix. You want seasoned vets, but you want them kind of on the young side and you want, because young elite players are pretty much worth their gold, worth their weight in gold.
1: Yeah. Cause you know, cause again, with keeper, we're able to keep players. So mm-hmm. if you can get a young player that a young uh, on the uh, brink of becoming elite or a young elite player, Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to keep that player for years, and hopefully, he's the type of player that you can keep in his prime. And there's no telling what you can do with that. And um, I'll, I'll go for a specific example. You know, you mentioned Julio, but a couple years ago, I had Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. and I had Antonio Brown before he was Antonio Brown. Uh, and so I won. You know, I had Antonio Brown in his prime, so I won multiple championships with Antonio Brown. Um, shout out to you ab you still one of my favorite receivers out there i don't want a lot of money with you player um but anyway <laughs> so <laughs> i think it was last year that's when he got into all that trouble was it last year
0: yeah it was last year okay. he was doing he was doing quite
1: a lot He was doing a lot yeah and so but before he was doing a lot i had been debating on moving him because kind of like what you said you know i knew he was getting older i do think that wide receivers age a little bit better so they can still be great players well into their thirties. But as a player gets older each season, you don't know what seasons that season, that player falls off. (laughs) Right. When somebody falls off, they just fall off. There's no slow buildup. It's just downhill. And like I said, at that time, AB, I had just won a championship and AB had a phenomenal performance in the week 16 game. I think he had a two touchdown game. And for me, I had to move them because, uh, you know, I knew I knew even before that the time was coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you want to move them while they still hot and while you can still get incredible value from them. Because like you said, bro, if they 32, 33, 34, nobody wants that as a keeper. They'd rather pick him up, you know, with a draft pick versus keeping him. Um, and you know, you 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 know, when they're young enough and still good enough, you can actually get some good draft capital back, or maybe another good player. Mm-hmm. So, it all
0: it all really depends, man. And one thing that that you hit right on the head, man, is um, different positions they age differently. And like yeah. you said, you know, wide receivers they seem, besides quarterback, depending on how elite you are, they you know age the best. I mean, tight ends. They they age. It all really depends on if you hit that really top tier tight end. But you know, running backs—that is a whole man. different conversation. um That window for a running back—it is so small. So you it's hit so that right small. on the head, man. You hit that right on the head. It is—it is, it is levels to it, and they start aging differently. So yeah, you definitely and- want to keep a tab on age and keepers.
1: You do. And then that running back position is very scary because you, you know, it always was like, oh, they're 30. It's downhill. I think that's a proven stat. Mm -hmm. But then when you see a player like Le'Veon, or granted Le'Veon's a special case, he took the year off. Mm -hmm. Um, He Mm -hmm. just does not, you know, he came back not looking like that guy. Um, And I'm not, and again, hear me out when I say this. I'm not saying Zeke fell off. Okay. Oh.
0: Oh, I'm right there with you.
1: But, you know, for him being a – he's taking a lot of pounding. He's 25. Um, now, granted, he looks like he's a little bit heavier. But, you know, he's definitely lost the step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm saying all that. I'm not saying that he's not going to come back in top shape. They had a lot of issues happening. But Pollard looked way more electric than Zeke. With
0: the, with the same touches.
1: With the same touches, the same injured O-line. Pollard did more with what he had. And he had a lot more juice. And Zeke didn't have no juice. So – you know, you got to see stuff like that, you know, and hopefully next year Zeke brings it back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, it's scary because, you know, he's 26. You see girly, he's a young running back. He's not the same guy anymore. Granted, he's got the arthritic knee apparently, but he's not the same guy no more.
0: You know, and quickly, I was telling you, that, you know, that we were on the same page as far as, you know, as, as Zeke. Um, uh, I really need to double check. But I saw a stat I needed to verify, um, but it pretty much was saying his average yardage per year has declined every year since his rookie season. Wow. Yep. Like, he was averaging, like, almost maybe, like, 100 yards a game. And then, like, over the season, like, over his career, it, like, progressively dropped off. And he's, granted, he's – what, he came in in 2015 – he probably like 25, 26.
1: He's young, man. I think he's 25. He's really young.
0: He's really young, but you gotta look at the touches that he's had, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's that's different. We're getting that's 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 different, man. That's different. But yeah, they age differently, and that's definitely something you want to keep. That's what definitely something you want to keep in mind when it's uh when we're talking about keeper
1: leagues. So as far as with the keeper leagues, okay, we know what we redraft, we have our draft positions. Mm-hmm. How have you seen uh draft slots change with keeper leagues does that make sense?
0: yeah so you're talking about like keeper penalties yeah so keeper penalties um when you keep somebody you get penalized a draft pick going into the off season so if you know for the for the picture that we're painting, if you have a startup keeper league and you have four keepers depending on the format and depending on the, the platform, um, I know the ones that we're familiar with, um, if you keep four players, then they're going to cost you that corresponding um, high draft pick. So if you keep one player, it's going to cost you a first-round pick. You won't pick until the second, so forth and so on. So if you keep four players, then you um, essentially won't start picking in the draft until the fifth round. That's, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I've seen, and this is just, you know, through Facebook and I really want, and it was been brought to my attention in the league that I run um, is doing the, the, where you get penalized for what round you picked your player. So say for instance, in um the league that i just won second place i had justin jefferson i originally drafted justin jefferson in the 13th round um if i were to keep him going into the off going into the next season he would cost me a 13th round pick and not you know or fourth or a fifth or however many i choose to pick you know what i'm That's saying beautiful it is and that that definitely um that definitely plays into the strategy and you can really maximize your team because if you have a Justin Jefferson, in a 13th round, that's all he's going to cost you. That means that you can really, you know, get value in that fourth, fifth round or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that you were on the cusp of keeping, you know, before. So which one, do you, which one, which uh, keeper penalty sound like, you know, the more beneficial one that you'd like um, the most.
1: Well, a lot of the leagues I've played where, you know, it would just be, um, you know, it'll just take those first few rounds that you have keepers in. And, you know, so for an example, like, uh, you know, I keep four out of the four keepers. So then I wouldn't be drafted into the fifth round. Or if I kept only two of the keepers, then I wouldn't be drafted into the third round. So those are some of the, the ones I've done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind trying that other format where you, you only lose where you pick that player up at um, because right. that still gets you back up in there because like in our league, you know, everybody has their keeper core. So by the time, you know, we're getting into that fifth, sixth round, um, it, you know, there's still a lot of depth out there, but you're not going to, there's no studs at all to be found because all those guys are just gone, you know? So you really got to make sure you do your homework. Um, I mean, either way you got to do your homework, but I'd definitely be down to, to give uh, that other format a try. Yeah, I, I,
0: I like it, man. I like that. I like that one more because it definitely plays more into um, building a, a strong strategy and keeping people active, making people paying attention, and that really um, is going to make people draft better, I think, because you're going to be looking, you, you're going to be tuned in and dialed in more in the draft. Now, after you get to like a certain round in the draft, you just throwing darts. You know what I'm saying? But with this one, I feel like you you're still trying to maximize value. You're still trying to you know find somebody that hit. You still want you you're, you're still taking you know a flyer, but you're taking you know a more thought out you know flyer than just whatever times almost have I got five seconds left. I'm just gonna pick somebody.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And and one thing I just want to say, and I'm gonna say often until we draft, everybody starts drafting. Say. No to the auto pick. You better show up for your draft and <laughs> you better draft. Do not, and I repeat, do not let the computer draft for you. There is nothing worse than an auto picker, man. Like, I pride myself on my league doesn't have any auto pickers because nothing pisses me off more than somebody winning because of the computer. Lose on your own, player. Bro. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest now.
0: Hey, I'm, 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 hey, I ain't mad at you, bro, because I've seen auto draft, like auto pick just build straight dynasties. <laughs> like like you mess around and got like the best running back or like, like the best running back available, the best wide out available, and wide receivers between that fourth to the sixth round, you can really mm-hmm. find a home run hitter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it, like it's somebody that's done their homework, but they fall a spot behind the auto picker in the draft, bro. Oh, my God.
1: I'm mad at that person the whole season, dog. Like, <laughs> every time I see them, I'm just like, they don't deserve it.
0: Bro, that auto pick, hey, but one on the flip side, though, when it comes down to that bench before that depth, yo, I, I've seen some of these get people like, like five straight uh, linebackers, bro. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw that, hey, because I forgot who it was. I think because we had oh, IDP. I know it was. yeah i did too but <laughs> they had got i forgot what defensive lineman they drafted him and then they drafted jj watt next <laughs> <laughs> and then some d tackle i was like bruh i was like Man. okay shout out to auto pick bro auto
0: auto pick is terrible bro <laughs> auto pick is terrible
1: <sighs> so, um what's this last league T- talk to me about the last league we about to jump into bro
0: So the last league, um, the last league we have is, is dynasty. So personally, this is my new favorite. Um, And I was trying to um, talk the, the league that I'm running into like doing a free dynasty. I know, I know people don't really like free leagues, um, but this is just going to be a bragging rights league because we already run one paid league and I really don't feel like running a second one. Yeah. So just, you know, this is just people that, you know, want to get, you know, want to get exposed to a different type of um, of league. And, um, you know, just just for grins and giggles. But this one, have you done um, dynasty leagues yet? I have done a dynasty
1: league before. How long are you do it for? I did it for two years and so my experience with it and just because I'm so anything I do I really just go hardcore at it mm-hmm. and I realized that dynasty for me mm-hmm. was just taking too much time so because dynasty is just in my opinion like a year-round thing because for me I don't like swimming for the fence swinging for the fence is like I need to do my homework on some of these players that are coming out right <laughs> you know what I mean I feel you I feel you cuz you got the you got
0: the off season and you got your draft picks and mm-hmm. you got know, people trying to trade the draft picks. You got to read up on the rookies, see how they're doing in the combine, watch their college film and you know it's it's, it's it can't it's very time consuming. It is, know, a lot on the line.
1: It is a lot of line and I really look at dynasty like running a, a Madden franchise. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, because I've seen I've seen some dynasty steps where they do it like uh, sometimes a salary cap. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I didn't play that one. I was a little too much. Um, but yeah. So, you know, right? You, so same thing, you know, startup dynasty, you know, you, you draft your team. But then after that. You have to do just like in the NFL, they do the rookie draft, the rookie NFL draft. You do the same type of draft in a dynasty league. Uh, right. And that can be tough, especially you know, because at least with these NFL players because if you're just a casual fan right, NFL players, you can look up stats, you know what they can become you know what they can be, potentially mm-hmm. but with these rookies you don't know what they become because, I mean, you got players like your Ryan Leafs, your RG3s Ooh-hoo. you know, your Marcus Russells, and no shade to RG3 yeah, had yo, a good Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins, right, guys that <laughs> have had great college careers and then come into the NFL and just don't do shit. And then, then you have guys, um, uh, like, uh, Herbert and, you know, nobody was really checking for him as a QB. A lot of the draft profiles knocked a lot of everything that Justin Herbert did. And then look what he just became. And then you look at James Robinson down in Jacksonville, undrafted rookie, came out and was just an RB1 this year. And I can tell you that I bet nobody had him on their radar. And the reason hey. he wasn't on their radar is because he was slow. But other than that, he checked the boxes of an RB1, except for having speed. Hey, real
0: quick about James Robinson. Where do advice to um, the people listening to this podcast that are playing fantasy football. If you are exposed to different leagues, if you are in, if you are on Facebook and you're, you can find a league with people you don't know, join one with people from different parts of the country because you get exposed to different fan bases. I had a warning. Somebody warned me about James Robinson and I did not listen. They were talking, they were a Jacksonville fan in Jacksonville. And the dude was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan, and I know that, you know, because this was back when Leonard Fournette, they couldn't find a trade partner. And they were trying to give him up for, like, a seventh-round pick, and people weren't budging, like, in the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. So when they couldn't find him, they were like, yo, he very well could be cut in the uh, in, in the preseason or, like, um, not preseason um, – what am I looking for? Training camp. They were saying, yo, he could be cutting training camp. And I was like, man, whatever. And it was like, no, I'm serious. They're about to cut this man. They have a new guy. He's undrafted. His name is James Robinson. And I was like, he's hungry. He's young. He's ready to roll. And the coaches have said that they feel comfortable giving him the ball in both in, in run in, in three down situations. I had, I had a, a warning about him. They put me on game like in July, August, and I blew it off. So do you got you got you got those people that that do know, you know that 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 stuff is getting ready to come.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, man. Because I was like, I, I mean, it, I still kick myself, you know, over not drafting him. I have him in one league, but see, they here nor there. Back to dynasty. No, I'm sorry, that was a, that was a tangent. <laughs>
1: No, it's all good. So, you know, with with that dynasty, you know, definitely, you know, we talked about keeper. You don't want to be keeping super old players and you want to move them. And now with Mm -hmm. Dynasty, you know, it's now it's the biggest difference is right, you you know, you're keeping one to five, six, seven players with the keeper league. But with dynasty, you have a whole team that you're essentially keeping year to year unless you trade, Mm -hmm. release. Um, all the and each year you do actually have to cut players because now you have all these draft picks coming in so you right. have to cut players to make the uh your your roster limit so mm-hmm. a lot of tough decisions to make with with the draft excuse me who to let go mm-hmm. it can be tough
0: yeah it can um but yeah, you hit it right on the head. You, you build a team the way that you want, you keep that team. Um but in this league, you know, just like you talked about with age, um you want a good mix, kind of like keeper, but youth is key in dynasty. Um it has a little bit more weight than in than in keeper leagues. And then um and like you said, you know, you you draft your rookies. And you got to you got to make you got to make cuts, man. So um, one thing that I do like about Dynasty is that it's pretty much, you know, season long, like you had mentioned earlier, as far as you can trade um, players, but you can also trade draft picks um, preseason, midseason. And then in the end of the season, you know, in the, in the off season, you, you can pretty much trade year round, you know, and the value of those draft picks, it differs, you know, the closer you get to the draft. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and i and I'm like, um, in dynasty keeper leagues, you can't trade until, you know, the, the new, the new season is, is open depending on your platform. So, um, so what do you think? So what are some pros and cons when it comes to, to Keeper and Dynasty, man?
1: I'll tell you what, man. The biggest pro is if you draft a lot of amazing players, you can keep them. <laughs> and you can keep that core of your amazing team going for years and years, you know, barring some of those players don't fall off. But, you know, you, you can keep a pretty good core and you can just continue to build around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest pro is just mm-hmm. the amount of talent that you can keep. What about you? Right. What you think?
0: Um yeah, I, I feel like you can really build strong rosters um depending on what positions you like. And you can upgrade and you can really keep players for as long as your league allows you to some people you can keep certain players for X amount of years. And then there's some leagues where you can keep that player for their whole career. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like if you, if, if you, if you're trying to get CM, if you trying to get CMC, you know, good luck to you. Cause I'm whoever got CMC, they're not coming off of, them. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's going to be a Deshaun Watson type hall. I'm sure.
0: Big time, man. Big time. Um, so that's really what I think, you know, is, is one of the bigger, the bigger pros. Um, one of the bigger um, cons is that, you know, like, like I said earlier, other GMs can hold on to generational talent for as long as they choose, you know, depending on, you know, how the league is set up. And one of the, the bigger cons for dynasty like you touched on is it can be really time consuming. It, yeah. it is more time consuming, um, especially for redraft and keeper leagues, because like I said, you're at the end of the off season, you're looking into draft. You're looking into, well, first I'll be looking into free agency, see who moves a free agency. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at the draft and then you're looking at, you know, OTAs and, training camp and because somebody's bound to get hurt there you know and last minute trades x y and z and then late august is when you're ready to like you know but in to tell you the truth with dynasty some people do dynasty drafts like as early as as like the day after the draft you know what i mean so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's, it's it's definitely more more time consuming
1: Yeah, it's definitely more time consuming. Um, You Got to be really willing to put in the work because if you don't, I mean, what Dynasty does really, you can't just swing for the fence with little research um, Mm -hmm. because you're going to get screwed pretty quick. And even with a lot of research. So an example, um, one of my leagues, I had Kenyon Drake and I had got Kenyon Drake, um, the Kenyon Drake that was dominant. Those last, I think it was like two, three years ago, He had his last few games of the season with Miami. He was just on a tear. He looked like a complete running back. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, Adam Gase was his coach. So uh, he wasn't using him right going into that next year. And for me, I could see his play was declining. I could see his touches were going to decline. They were declining. His situation looked bad. I had ended up moving Kenyon. Mm -hmm. What happened next really pissed me off. He became an Arizona Cardinal and then there was a rebirth of his career and that type of stuff you really can't predict. I mean, that's not a con. I mean, that can happen in a keeper league and a redraft league. But for Mm -hmm. me, having had Kenyon for a few years at that point, it really hurt that all of a sudden he was gone because sometimes guys just fall off and it looked Mm -hmm. like he fell off. But it was (laughs) scheme and it was Adam Gase.
0: Yeah, there's, there's there's a correlation between players that leave uh, Adam Gates and them, you know, spazzing. So it's like that sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. It is, but hey, it is what it is, man. It is so, what it is.
1: So those those are the three leaves, you know. Um, those are the
0: three big ones. Yep,
1: dynasty keeper redraft and there are other ones like guillotine and idp but it's a little too much man i if if i went in like an idp just as a quick heads up that's a you know purely like defensive players and i'm gonna be honest with you bro if i ever join an idp i don't know how i do it <laughs> bro, i mean i could wait, do it wait, but it'd be wait. too crazy there's
0: i didn't know that there's a fantasy football league strictly for defensive players mm-hmm
1: D-line, yeah, you have your D-line, your linebackers, your secondary, and it's just purely defensive players. It's rough, dog. And I was going to
0: say, that has to be rough.
1: Because you know the parity of those – I mean, every position is filled with parity, but especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because, right? yeah, some games you're going to get your Aaron Donald three sacks. hmm And some days Aaron Donald might get you two tackles, but maybe Aaron Donald is a poor example just because he's a beast, but just insert any defensive lineman there, right? They'll get you a couple sacks some games and they'll get you nothing in some games. And that's really hard to predict. So you got to really be, you know, understanding schemes and understanding if you're going up against a running team and yeah, your linebacker is going to get that work that week. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He's going to get a lot of points. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, I learned something new, man. I, I truly didn't know that. I, I thought you. I thought when you said IDP, it was like, yeah, that's just a, a fantasy team with like a couple of IDP players because not everybody plays IDP. I didn't know it was strictly IDP. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I've actually I've seen also another league. I oh, forget the platform, but you can make your starting lineup based on types of formations. Like they'll have like different setups. Mm. So it's not like this, but let's say it was like a 43 defense versus a 34 defense. Like you Mm -hmm. could do, you could select that as one of your options and that's how you set your lineup for that week. Um, So it can get crazy. People get pretty creative, but I haven't real into the weeds, bro. Yeah. I'm good on that, bro. Like I need to be getting some big money if I'm doing that. Yeah. Big time, man.
0: Big time. Cool, man. So that sounds like it's going to wrap it up for our, um, Fantasy football one oh two. Uh, yes, the really? I, this is this was the I choose you no U G K. You know what I'm saying? I
1: choose you, <laughs> baby. Come <laughs> oh week, <boy. laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> so, um, it was good talking football with you once again, Always. bro. So, hey, next time we uh get together, we're gonna start getting into the off season, man. The oh nitty, man, dritty. and I the can't nitty, wait. Gritty. I can't wait. Free agency, draft. We're talking about what we like to do in the offseason. We can touch on that, man. Uh, watching film, metrics, all that good stuff. So, hey, let's go. Hey, let's, let's, get it. let's, let's roll, man.
1: I'm I'm angle up. I'm ready for it. It's, uh, Super Bowl's coming. I'm ready for a great game. And then I'm ready just to get just ready for the offseason now, man. I got to see what the draft does. I got to see where players are going.
0: Big time. It's time man. for the next step. Big time. All right, man. Well, once again, man, it's good talking football with you. I'm going to at
1: you, man. Always, brother. It's always a pleasure. Let's go. Spit it up.